Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special topical study of the Holy Spirit, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The word Trinity, listen, is a technical name given to the teaching that says there is one God, but this one God exists in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They are distinct persons. Listen to me close. They are distinct persons. In other words, the Father is not Jesus. Jesus is not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not the Father. They are distinct and yet one. Those who believe in the Trinity consider themselves Trinitarian. With that said, that was the longest introduction I've ever done in my entire 20 years of preaching. With that said, take your Bibles and turn with me to John chapter 14. And I've titled this sermon, Introduction, Life in the Spirit, Selected Verses. John chapter 14. Look at John chapter 14. And... uh Let's pick up uh, in verse 15. John chapter 14, verse 15. Y'all praying for me? John 14. Thank you, two people. John 14, verse 15. If you love me, in verse 15, Jesus said what, saints? Uh, Are we all reading the same Bible? Jesus said, if you love me, do what, saints? Thank you, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you, underline this, another helper, comforter, paracletos, we'll talk about that, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you, saints, and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more. Verse 19, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. And that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. And he who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me, in verse 21, will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Saints, stop right there. Give me your attention. If you've been with us in the Gospel of John, you know that the scene here in John chapter 14 is the upper room. It's Thursday night. It's the night before the crucifixion. Jesus had just washed his disciples' feet and wanted the disciples to serve one another. And then Jesus gave them a commandment to love one another. And then Jesus began to tell the disciples he was going away. In chapter 14, look at verse 1. The reason that Jesus said, let not your hearts be troubled, neither, neither let them be afraid, because Jesus was telling them that he was going away and they were afraid because they had spent time with Jesus. At this point, their head is spinning. Verse 18, chapter 14, Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you orphanos. 
I'm not going to leave you as orphans when I go. I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Look at verse 16 and verse 17. The world doesn't know him, but you do. Why? Because he's with you and he will be in you. We'll talk about that. Fast forward to chapter 16. Fast forward with me, probably just a page for some of y'all. Chapter 16 and look at verse 7. In chapter 16 and verse 7, Jesus said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come. If I do not go away, the helper will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Now, let's understand something here. Jesus and the disciples were friends. They lived together. They ministered together. They cried together for three and a half years. They were ordinary guys doing ministry with an extraordinary God. They were friends who had fun together and they laughed together. They were normal guys. I think sometimes we think the disciples were like super holy and they were more holy than we are because they're in stained glass windows in some churches. And we think, um, man, if you make it to stained glass window, you're really holy, you know, and you got like a halo around your head and you're holy. The disciples were regular guys. And they hung out with Jesus and they laughed together. And I'm sure that probably after a meal, they probably look at Jesus and say, oh, Jesus, there's something in your teeth right there. You might want to get that out right there. They just laughed together. They had a good time together. They hung out and they joked around like everybody else. And they had come, watch this, to depend on the presence, the personal presence of Jesus. And now Jesus is saying, fellas, I'm leaving. But I'm not leaving you as orphans, Jesus says. I'm going to send another comforter. Calvary Chapel, you know this, this word another. If you don't know it, write it down. This word another is alos, A-L-L-O-S, alos, another. It means another of the same kind, class, and caliber. Jesus says, I'm going to send another comforter who will be of the same kind, class, and caliber. Jesus says, I was, as I was with you, now I'm sending the Holy Spirit. And everything I was to you, the Holy Spirit will be to you. Jesus says, I was God on earth who lived with you and dwelt with you, and I'm going to send God, the Holy Spirit, to live with you and dwell with you. Are y'all picking that up? In Genesis chapter 1, let's back up a little bit. I'm going to back up a lot. Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God. The Hebrew word for God, got your pen? The Hebrew word for God is Elohim. Elohim, singular, El, dual, Ella, E-L-L-A, and plural, Elohim. The I am is actually speaks of plurality. Almost like the I am in the Hebrew language is our apostrophe S. So it speaks of plurality, Elohim. So Elohim speaks of the plurality of God. Now in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, Jesus said this, or God said this. Then God said, let us, y'all looking at it? Let what? Us make man in what? Our image, according to what? Our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So then the question is, who is God talking to? Well, God, if you got a pen, listen, God is speaking of the Trinity, the plurality of God. 
God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Even in the very beginning, God is letting man know that there is a Godhead. Let us, they are one. Now, if we are to believe that they are one, then they should have the same attributes and characteristics, yes? If the Holy Spirit didn't have the same characteristics and attributes of God, then we couldn't say they are one. The Holy Spirit is God. So let's look at some of those parallel attributes, if you will. The Bible teaches that God, Elohim, created the earth. The Bible also teaches the Holy Spirit created the earth. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering. Are y'all listening? The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The word hover means to be moved, affected with feelings of tender love, to brood over young ones. In Genesis, the word hover is used figuratively, figuratively of the Spirit of God, who brooded and hovered over the shapeless mass of earth. The Holy Spirit was hovering over the earth as a hen hovers over her chicks with love and tenderness, and then an energized light, and light came into being. God created the earth, and God created man. The Holy Spirit created the earth, and the Holy Spirit created man. Psalm 104, verse 30, you send forth your spirit, they are created. Job 33, 4, the Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives life. Think about that. Your very breath is held in the hand of God. Look at me. Have you ever thought about that? Your very breath is held in the hand of God. Acts tells us in him we live, we move, and we have our being. I don't know if you've ever been at the bedside of someone passing away. I have many times. I've held their hand as they were leaving. And it's um, interesting. It's interesting to watch someone's spirit leave their body. And, 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 and when their spirit leaves the body, you, you almost can see it. You almost can, anybody know what I'm talking about? You almost can see it because it's, it's like the spirit leaves and the body just becomes as inanimate as this music stand. The very breath you breathe belongs to God. And I don't think that we're thankful enough as people to say, God, this morning, thank you for the breath I breathe. Because, God, it was you that kept me going at night. It was you that kept my heart rate beating at night. It was you that kept my blood flowing at night. God is the one who sustains us. And when you are asleep on a job, God never sleeps nor slumbers. Am I right about that? Never sleeps nor slumbers. Psalm 104, verse 29 says, you hide your face, they are troubled. You take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. Do you understand that it is God who keeps you breathing at night? It's God that keeps your heart beating at night. Think about it. I think, I think about it like this, or you should think about it like this. God leaves uh, the non-essentials to you, and the essentials he takes care of. The non-essentials are... Uh, 
God allows you to comb your hair. God allows you to wash your body. These are all non-essentials. In other words, if you don't do them, you won't die. Others might die, but you won't die if you don't do them. He lets you put on your clothes. He lets you brush your tooth. He lets you... (laughs) He lets you... Clip your toenails. He lets you choose a food you're going to eat. But when it comes to the important stuff, the nervous system functioning, the heart beating, the blood flowing, your brain functioning, God says, I don't trust you with that. God says, I'll do the important stuff. Thank you. Uh, Amen. I'm going to let you clap your hands right there. God says, I'll do the important stuff. The non-essentials, you can do. Think about this. God created man. Man doesn't create anything. Man takes things and manipulates them to create them. I think of Dolly. You guys remember Dolly? Dolly, the first cloned sheep. They took DNA from one sheep and implanted it into the embryo of another cell and brought forth Dolly the sheep. But man doesn't create anything. Creation is something only God can do. Satan seeks to duplicate. Are y'all listening to me? Satan seeks to duplicate. Satan seeks to replicate. Satan seeks to bite. God's style. Y'all young people, y'all know what I'm talking about. Bite God's style. But Satan doesn't create anything. Only God can make something from nothing. God said in the beginning, light be and light was. Out of nothing God creates. We call that in theology world uh, the divine fiat. Write it down. The divine fiat. Uh, You can go to seminary and learn it, or you can learn it right here for free. Or make a check out to me if you like, whichever you like. The divine fiat, meaning that God creates something out of nothing. So we're talking about the parallels between the Holy Spirit and God, and the Holy Spirit is God because they have like attributes and like characteristics. For example, God is holy, and the Holy Spirit is holy. Romans chapter 1, verse 4, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. God is eternal and the spirit of God is eternal. He is outside of time. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve a living God? God is omnipresent. The Holy Spirit is omnipresent. What does the word omnipresent mean? Go ahead, yell it out. He's everywhere at once. Uh, One of the chapters, verses I love so much is in Psalm 139, verse 7 through 10. He says, where can I go from your spirit and where can I flee from your presence? David says, if I ascend into heaven, you are there, God. And if I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there, God. And if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. I love that. David says, God, you can't escape God. You know that? If you go to the highest mountain, God is there. And if you go to the lowest part of the deepest part of the sea, God is there. God is omnipresent. The Holy Spirit is omnipresent. God is omniscient. That means he knows all things. The Holy Spirit is omniscient. He knows all things. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. God knows all, 
and the Holy Spirit knows all. God is omniscient. God is omnipresent. God is omnipotent. The word omnipotent means he has all power. Luke chapter 1, verse 35. And the Holy Spirit has all power. Luke 1, 35. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit is called God in Acts chapter 5. Listen, this is third service. Take your Bible and turn with me to Acts chapter 5. We got, we got an extra second here. Acts chapter 5. We got, a, we got an extra second in third service. L- look at this. I, I absolutely love this. Acts chapter 5. The Holy Spirit is called God. Ananias and Sapphira sold a piece of property and they lied about what they sold it for. And look at verse 3. Acts 5, 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to who, saints? The Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of land for yourself. While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to who, saints? Peter is saying the Holy Spirit is God. He's making that connection. He's saying, why have you allowed Satan to fill your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? And then he goes on to say, you have not lied to men, you've lied to God. There are statements in the Old Testament referring to Jehovah God, and there are statements that are found in the New Testament referring to the Holy Spirit. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 10, he said, go and tell this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but you do not perceive. And he goes on. And then in the New Testament, the New Testament version of that reads, Acts 28, 26, the Holy Spirit spoke through the prophet Isaiah saying, go to this people and say, hearing you will hear and you shall not understand and seeing you shall see and you shall not perceive. Again, statements that are attributed to God in the Old Testament are attributed to the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. As you travel through the New Testament, you see little pictures or what I call cameos of uh, the Holy Spirit or of the, um, of the Trinity. Uh, Matthew chapter 3, you know the story, Jesus was baptized. And as he came up out of the water, a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And the Bible tells us the spirit descended like a dove and rested on Jesus. So the baptism of Jesus is a cameo appearance of the Trinity. There we have the father spoke, the son was present, and the spirit descended. Over and over in the scriptures, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, 14, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit. Again, the Trinity. First Peter, you get the point. First Peter 1, 2. Um, concerning, uh, again, that, that cameo, concerning the gifts of the Spirit. First Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. There are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are diversities of ministries, but the same, what saints? Lord. There are diversities of activity, but it is the same who? God who works all in all. Again, the Spirit, the Lord, and God. So even though we don't understand it, there is clear biblical teaching concerning the deity of the Holy Spirit. The story is told of St. Augustine who was struggling to understand the doctrine of the Trinity. And one day he went for a walk on the beach. 
And he saw a little boy digging a hole in the sand with a seashell and then running to the ocean, filling the shell and rushing back to pour it into the hole he had made. What are you doing? Augustine asked the boy. Well, I'm trying to put the ocean into this hole, the boy replied. Well, suddenly peace came to Augustine as he realized that this is what indeed he was trying to do as he was trying to fit the mysteries of God into his mind. Interesting, love that. Don't get overwhelmed at some of the mysteries of God because that's the very thing, listen, that makes God God. The fact that he understands stuff that you don't, that is what makes God God. That is one of the reasons why I worship him. Because he knows stuff that you don't know, that you may never know. I don't understand a lot of things, and yet I believe them. You know, I don't, uh, I don't understand aerodynamics, and yet I fly on a plane. You trust things. Think about this. 365, every day of the week you do it. You trust things that you don't understand, and yet you, you do them. For example, you get on the airplane to go to wherever. You don't know if the pilot ain't been drinking. Say amen. Y'all know that's right. You ain't getting a breathalyzer, did you? You don't know he hasn't been. So you're trusting when you get on that plane that he's sober. Amen. I remember one time I was flying. <laughs> I was flying. So we were flying over JFK. We were in a small plane. And, uh, and, and the weather was horrible. It was like thunder and lightning, and the weather was just terrible. And, uh, and uh, this, this little white lady was sitting next to me. And, uh, and, and she was so scared. She grabbed my hand. She didn't know me. I didn't know her. She grabbed my hand. She's like, the plane took a little left. She goes, ah! And then it was a plane thing. And I'm like, oh, it's so it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all the time in my mind. I'm thinking, Jesus, if this is when we go and see you, then I'm ready. I hope she is, you know. And she <laughs> and I ain't got time to pray with her because I'm scared too, but I'm trying to comfort her. <laughs> I'm like, you on your own. And uh, so she had her oh! I was like, oh, it's going to be okay, okay. She put her head on my, like, little white lady, a cute little thing. She put her head on my shoulders. I'm like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. But you trust the plane is going to get you where you need to go. You trust that when you're going down that tarmac and you hear all that noise, that that's normal. <laughs> Am I right about it? Because when you're going down that tarmac and that thing starts going, blah, 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 and then all of a sudden, you, you be, I, I'm thinking, uh, that don't sound right to me, but maybe it's right. I hope it's right. When the, wind, the wheels, I hope they go up. You know, you, you trust all these things, and yet you don't know. We do it every day. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, well, we seem to have to have some answers. When in fact, there are many things about God and the Holy Spirit that you may never know that you may never fully understand. I don't fully understand. I have an iPhone. I don't know how the iPhone works. I mean, I, I don't know how the iPhone works, actually. Um, I, I have internet. I have email. I use them. I don't understand fiber optics, but I have a flat screen TV. And I 
don't completely understand the Trinity, but maybe I can get a witness here. I don't completely understand the Trinity, and yet I still ask God, Lord, fill my life with your spirit. I still do. Am I right about it? I still do. So next week, listen, you don't want to miss it. Next week, today is an introduction to next, next week. We're going to be talking about the person of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is a person. Again, I told you that King Jimmy says the Holy Ghost. That's an unfortunate translation. It's the Holy Spirit, and he is a person. He is the third person of the Godhead, and we're going to talk about that uh, in depth Next week, he's a person, not an energy, not a force, not a ghost, not a phantom. He is the third person of the Godhead. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.